Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden, and I'm here with my mom, psychologist and author, Dr. Connie Borden. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I just wanted to say to our listening audience that I've said this before, but I've been out for a few weeks doing some tests for some physical issues I've had. So there's always the archival shows, right? Right, right. You can always go scroll down in, in your Apple podcast app and get more, or you can go to soundcloud.com and scroll through everything online. Or if you have an Android device, you can get to SoundCloud through the SoundCloud app or online to see all of our archive shows. And I've had uh, clients and our listeners say that um, when they listen a second time, a third time, especially with some of the deeper issues like strongholds and healing, some new concepts, um, that it's very beneficial. Make sure that you enlighten friends, family, everything you can get to by podcast. Um, so it's very easy to access. They're usually less than a half hour a piece. Listen to them in your car. Right. So uh, I just want to encourage people to do that because usually, you know, if you can find something that's really life changing about the root issues of how Satan is strategizing against you to kill, steal and destroy, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope you out there are doing well, that you're staying cool uh, in this summer heat. We certainly have had significant heat around here and, um, you know, um, Lots of fun things going on in our life. We got the chance to go to the beach with our family, which was really cool. And um, saw the um, you know waves crashing in and played in the sand and made castles and all that kind of stuff. It was just a great time of making memories and encourage everyone listening. If you haven't done that yet this summer, to make time to yes. get away, even yeah. if it's for a long weekend. True. Recharge. With your family. With your family. Absolutely. With your spouse. Critical. Absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to uh, talk today about children. Children, we are just in love with the fact that we get the opportunity to raise up godly children. Yes. It's a, it's a responsibility God's given us. It's a stewardship assignment that God's given us um, as parents, uh, both for biological children and children that may be adopted. Um, it's just such a privilege, and it's the way that our lives continues on for generations to come is by raising up the next generation so they in turn can raise up the generation after them. And so, you know, after our spouses, you know, after Jesus, our relationship with him and after our relationship with our husband or wife, our relationship with our children is just so significant and eternally impactful. And it, it really is amazing. And it's telling how easy it is to get distracted from our relationships with our children and our priority of raising them in a godly home and with, with, uh, godly principles using godly principles because it is so significant to eternity. Well, I was thinking a title that of this, which is probably going to be a series would be saving our children. And as I was just listening to you talk, saving has two meanings to have them trained to be saved to follow the Lord in not only salvation, but lordship. And then today, and, and uh, we're going to be talking about saving our children. Uh, we've been talking about the evil around us and mass shootings and all those type of things and how to cope because we know Satan is alive and well. 
John 1010, he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. So now there's a new urgency, um, a new accountability, a new responsibility to not only save them in the sense of what we've known, but to save them in a new way because there's so much going on trying to destroy them. But also, I think we need to save ourselves from an attitude about children. You've never had this attitude. We never had this attitude. We believe Psalm 127, 3 through 5, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. That's the uh, NIV. Bottom line is, I don't feel sometimes that even Christians realize what you're saying, that they're a reward. They are the most significant thing you can impact for generations to come, in addition to the current ministry that you're doing with others and for others. And um, somebody called it overvision. I think that was Bill Gothard, where sometimes when we get involved in ministry and we get the accolades from that, from other adults and everything, and you're sitting all day, you know, training a two-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, and uh, you're not talking with adults, you can forget that what you're investing in them is more significant. And I think the primary responsibility, if you're going to have them in the earth and how they are such a defense, as I just read around you, how they're so much fun. Now, don't get me wrong. They can be exacerbating. You could be tired. I know I only had one, so I really don't have a lot to talk from. I wanted to have more, but you have four. And it takes a dedicated attitude plus the principle that this is number one on my priority list after God and my spouse. Right. And uh, I just want to plug a sermon because, you know, training your children up, it starts with you. Mm -hmm. You need to have a reverential fear of God. Uh, The adults in the room, you know, whoever that is, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever, babysitters, they need to have a reverential fear of God because they're watching and listening to everything you say and everything you do. And rather than uh, doing a show on that, which we could, but we've done one on it before, if you scroll down in the archives. But John Bevere, John, uh, husband of Lisa Bevere, if you're in many Christian circles, you know they've written several books was at Gateway on July 8th, and he did a sermon called The Awe of God, which is basically about having a reverential fear of God, meaning that you realize everything you say that you and do is being observed not only by your children, but by God, and you want to please him. That was on July 8th of this month. You can go to gatewaypeople.com and click on sermons and get John Bevere's Awe of God, I would recommend it to everybody. Yeah, really, absolutely. Great, great yeah. message. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he makes the point, he made the point that stuck with me was, he said, you know, the fear of God isn't um, being afraid of him um, it, or afraid of, um, you know, being in the way of uh, his wrath. I can't remember exactly how he put it, but it's more of uh, fear of being without him, right? Yeah, the fear the of being Spirit, separated right? from him. By sin, because sin separates Well, by sin and, and by not repented, and right? in eternity, not, uh, not being able to uh, fellowship with him. 
And so anyway, great sermon. I can't do it justice in a couple of words, of course. So go listen to that. But let me say one other thing about that. Willie Robertson from the uh, Duck Dynasty group was there, if you want to look up his sermon. Same theme this summer. We're having a series on giants, giants in the Bible, giants in ministry at Gateway. So they're all good. But he said that people change, but if you're really changed in the Lord, will you recognize the reverential fear of God and you're living for him? Everybody and everything will change around you. Yeah. I thought that was so good because, you know, you're supposed to be living an authentic Christian life. That does not mean you're perfect. We're all sinners by grace. We all make mistakes. We have to repent. But do you do that? Or do you get into a, a pattern of strongholds where you can just act like the world, look like the world, be like the world around your children that we're talking about today or just period and just think that you're a Christian because you've excuse me, you've had a salvation experience and you're going to heaven, but you're going to live like the world. And that's kind of what we're talking about. If that's where you are, maybe you need a a new revelation of Jesus in his presence and why you're here. We're not here just to go to heaven. We're here to make a difference in the earth to take others with us into heaven. right? Right. And you could forget that because particularly in this country, there's just, like you said, so, and I'm, we're not down on uh, fun and activities and vacations and enjoying life, but not to the extent of how much can God bless you that you don't use it against him is what one man said one time that I never forgot. Yeah. So um, is there something else you want to say about that before we go on? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, one thing we wanted to promote today in saving our children before we go into some of the scriptures and things we want to say, is the film that's out right now, Sound of Freedom, produced by Angel Studios. It's playing in many theaters. All you have to do is Google that. Uh, We highly recommend it because what it's about is child sex trafficking. And Tim Ballard, which is from, he's a former Department of Homeland Security special agent, He's devoted himself to fighting child sex trafficking and has done this crusade backed by people like uh, Glenn Beck for this particular project. Jim Caviezel that was played Jesus in The Passion, most people know him from that, uh, is the star. And I heard an interview by him the other day where he's just turned his total will over to God to put um, his acting skills and artistry uh, promoting the kingdom of God and so, Lord, most people wouldn't do this film. Right, because of all the backlash. Right, and Disney had the film on the shelf for many, several years. They turned it down, Netflix turned it down. So now it's independent, and so it becomes a case, even though I've heard the latest statistics probably know now more now, they took an $8 million. They beat out things 84, like... 80, over 80 million. Uh, over 80 million. Yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. Did I say eight? Over 80 million. And they took out the first weekend in popularity films like the new uh, Indiana Jones movie, which is pretty good. But we want to get behind this and talk about it and tell people to go see it because most people or many people are not aware of child sex trafficking, right. that it is a worldwide uh travesty Mm -hmm. and that people are making gobs and millions of money off of it. And I'm talking about wealthy people, government leaders, not just people that are, you know, you think are, um, poor and trying to some back alley. Yeah. Some back alley. And so 
and then protecting your children because, you know, all these children are coming over across the border unaccompanied by adults because the borders are open, unfortunately, um, as in my opinion, and they are. They weren't, they're not closed like they were in the last administration. And then they're put on buses and they're then confiscated for this tragedy. And the Lord told me a long time ago that children are Satan's choicest victims in so many ways. We'll talk about a couple more of those ways, but certainly in this way, because they're too cognitively and spiritually immature to protect themselves. Right. Okay. And they don't understand how Satan's strategizing. Some of them are not loved and received and they don't feel whole and they don't know Jesus. So they're victims of gangs and illicit sex and wrong friends and uh, being influenced by the wrong people. And of course, here they're being imprisoned. One other thing I'll say, and then I'd like to hear your comment, is that they, uh, there's more slaves worldwide now through child sex trafficking than there were slaves before uh, we had abolition and freedom for um, black people in this country. Yeah. So that's quite, I mean, there's other slavery across the world. We know right. women are enslaved in different countries, but this is terribly tragic right. to take advantage. I mean, I've heard from three years old up through, you know, however old that young to exploit children. So what do you think about that? It's absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Especially when you have your own children and you see their innocence and you know you would die for them yes um just to understand that this kind of thing is going on and to understand that every child that it happens to is just as valuable of a soul and person as anyone um born into you know our homes and so did you want to promote a particular ministry yeah that's right thank you for reminding me there's a ministry called sela or Sela Freedom, like Sela, Amen. Um, I know people say that different ways, but S E L A H Freedom. Uh, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and it is dedicated to fighting child sex trafficking. So if you're wanting to make a difference and you don't know where to start, I would check out their website at selafreedom.com, S E L A H Freedom.com and see how you can either donate to them or get involved with them and supporting their efforts um, to fight this, this horrible scourge in the earth. And, you know, children, of course, have been, you know, someone might say, well, children have always been targeted and exploited. Yeah, that's true. But this is our generation and it's on our watch. And I think I would say, you know, I don't have to think too hard to think why it's maybe more available than ever is because of technology and the internet, the ability to market uh, on the black market. Unfortunately, um, even pornography, uh, the pornography industry, you know, a lot of people that are, um, you know, displayed in pornography are victims of sex trafficking. Right. You know, they're, 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 they're doing that against their will. Yeah. Um, you know, so. And the sad part, Lance, in why we're promoting this film and we would just exhort you, if you don't know about it, go see it, tell your pastor, get as many people, friends, relatives involved, because there's a lot of things that go on in the name of lack of education, low education, voters, low education people, you know, sitting here, I was just saying at this table, if it wasn't for being in the know in some other ways, and then things like this film, you wouldn't believe it. 
you just wouldn't believe it, that your children are unsafe. The one other thing about this uh, film, uh, and there's another documentary that comes, that is uh, out. It's called something like It Is Happening Here and Now. Same people. Um, So you can Google that about how to save your child, what to be aware of, you know, how to be a little bit more cognizant when you're in public places. I think that would be valuable for every parent that has children to see that. But I like what Jesus said, and these are common verses, Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. And then another verse, I'll find the reference in a little bit. It's better for a millstone to be tied around your neck than to, to make one of these little children be destroyed, right. paraphrased. Right. And so the children, Jesus recognized it. His own disciples rebuked him like, why are you praying for these little children? They're nothing. I mean, that's the attitude that we need to be careful about. Yeah, they don't have the same IQ and the same impact as an adult, and yet they do. I mean, children, Jesus is um, exhorting and rebuking them about how important they are, and there's some other verses we'll share. And I know, Lance, you could talk this whole show, and maybe you will, I don't know, about what you do with your own children um, because a present day example with someone like you, I mean, you're not like not busy. I mean, you're busy in ministry, you're busy in your job. Um, but you make your children a priority. Um, can everybody do better? Anybody can do better. I, I don't know that you can do better. I think you do be, uh, about as well as I've ever seen with four children. And I thought we did really well with one child. I mean, I, I really can say that you were my number one priority, though I was teaching, I was going to school at different times, I was getting degrees, I, we were always involved in ministry in the church or directly uh, for the church, serving the church or directly in ministry, and yet I would put it all down mm-hmm. if it was something that you needed or finances need to go for your education, which is another thing I'd like to say, if your children are in public school, I would pray about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Pray about it, because I know a lot of people think, well, I'm paying taxes on my property. I get that. I don't know how many times uh, presidents and other officials have tried to get allowances for tuition if your kids are in private school or get you exempt from paying for public schools. But I would not put, okay, this is opinion, Connie, but I think it's right. Because, of course, it's my opinion, but you can say what you want, and every situation is different as far as educating your children. But I wouldn't put my child in a public school today because I think they're liberal and they're evil, and there's a lot of things going on under the counter that you don't know about to try to brainwash them. It used to not take place till college. Yep. Now it starts in, in pre-K. Yeah, unfortunately. So in the curriculum and all that that's taken over, unfortunately, the public school system is supported by what? The government. Right. And we've got a left, leftist mentality going on that's anti-biblical in so many times, in so many ways. So right. Right. that's just my exhortation. You find a way. Right. I would have eaten beans to put you in Christian education, which we did. We either homeschooled you or had you in Christian education all your life. Right. All right. your schooling. Right. 
Yeah, and there's so many options out there too for you know if 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 tuition you know affording tuition um, is is a is the obstacle, which it very well could be for a lot of people, and totally understand that. Um, you know, you you can now homeschool your kids with with public school curriculum, but they're Correct. being you know overseen by you at home. Yeah, over the computer. Yeah, the whole mm-hmm. curriculum is provided. By public schools and it's provided by Christian right, companies. Right. And then you can pour into them at home, which really to me is the key, the ability to pour into them at home. Can and I say one thing about that before you go on to your homework? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That there's so there's companies right now, I think parents are afraid my child isn't going to get what they need or they're going to miss something if they want to go on to college or to read, write, and arithmetic, so to speak. But there's coverings right now that will direct you what they need in elementary, what credits they need to go on to high school, to college, and give you a hand-selected list of where other people can teach your children under a Christian banner, but they're home, and you're the principal and the teacher, and you're in control. You don't have to take on the whole responsibility. So like, talk about what you're doing, for example, you and Julie. Yeah. So we do a hybrid homeschool model where they go to school Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as an elective day. And then Tuesday and Thursday, they are home with us. And the way the curriculum works is, uh, our particular, uh, school is a classical, um, curriculum and it, educates through using teachers just like they were at any other school in a classroom but it's christian but it's, it's christian christian school christian, christian classical teachers. yep and the teachers are educating them for example on monday walking them through a set of lesson plans just as if they were in any other school setting of course um no, in other words one teacher and a group of children in a classroom but not liberal right yeah and then uh, the next day when they come home um the parent uh, reinforces everything that was taught the day before. So you're not having to come up with your own curriculum. You are following a preset plan and reinforcing what's already been taught to them. But the uh, great thing about it is the ability to just pour into your children and be involved in understanding of everything they're learning, right? And um, having them in the home you know, 40% less in our case than they would be if they were in school, um, five days a week. Now, again, you know, it's a, there is a tuition cost to it. Our particular model costs a lot less than a five day a week private school would cost. Um, they're there almost half less often. So that makes sense. But again, even if that's, if finances are an issue, there are ways to do it at very low cost. We went to a homeschool, convention a couple of months ago and you know all kinds of people there learning booths to go learn about curriculums that you you can purchase to do it yourself at home if you like and you know I think the biggest conundrum that people have um, is that they say well you know we both have to work we there's no way one of us uh, mom or dad could be available to teach our kids. Another thing might be that you might, might have a single parent home, which obviously makes that a lot more difficult. Um, but the good news is the older a child gets, the more they can function independently. And so while in the younger years, um, you know, there, there does need to be either a, 
school environment for them to go to or a parent that can be very involved. Um, you know, some people now that there's a lot of work at home type jobs are actually doing what we're doing while carrying on a full-time job, right? you know, and, and attending to their kids and making sure they're doing what they're doing in between times. Right. Right. Um, but you know, like you said, finding a way which is going to look different for everyone. So there's no, we can't put a cookie cutter on it and say, you must do it the way I'm doing it, but finding a way to have a homeschool element and especially a Christian element in your children's education. Um, because the opposite, the, what the public schools are offering, like you just stated is in many ways, straight evil. And then unfortunately you also have the influence. The other thing about the public school environment is the influence of others around your children, you know, that, that have no parental guidance that are bringing to school horrible things that, you know, they're ambushing kids with, um, pornographically or the things they're talking about or whatever, gender identity, gender identity issues. And kids are just being steered the wrong way, right and left as a result of that. And while obviously you can't control everything your kid says or does, and you never want to, um, over overly shelter them, there is a point where you, you give them the best opportunity you can to choose right by surrounding them with godly influences in their young years, especially before their brain is fully formed, because eventually they are going to have to make their own choices and stand alone. So why not build them up at, at, in their young stages so that they are able to stand alone and not have a lot of those decisions sort of ambushed or forced onto them at a young age? Well, I just want to say a couple things about that. Another deterrent is the lie that as a parent, I need to have a license as an educator. And uh, like your kids are in a school that the teachers are licensed, they are educated. I am a licensed educator. So some people might say, well, of course you could homeschool your child. But what I'm saying, especially in K through eight, if you can read, the curriculum guide is all laid out. And it's elementary principles that you either should know or could reacquaint yourself to do um, if you want to do it. So to kind of dispel that lie, if you can, from the enemy, I'm not capable. Now, if you don't have time and you have to work, another story, you have to pray about it. But I honestly believe if that's your heart, God will help you make a way. And I think the other thing that we found, and I think you're finding, is if you want to promote security in your child, security, first of all, you try to uh, protect them from everything that's non-secure, you know, whether it's people, events, or circumstances. But secondly, the fact that you're pouring into them, that you're involved in their education, that you're with them more, says to them, I'm important. I'm important to my mom and dad. I'm so important that they're going to make sure I have a quality, conservative Christian education surrounded by good people, Christian people, or they're going to do it themselves to keep me from bad people or from evil. And that says something. I mean, you should, you, I don't know if we could, we could probably ask your children. I don't know if they've uh, assimilated that yet, but they will. I can ask you. Right. Um, That those things are caught. They're not taught that children are important, that you'll take money, time, resources, energy 
to invest in them. And that's just in their regular education. And we haven't even talked about, but we will as we go forward, which is probably going to be another show or a few about the Christian aspect of it. They can get that in a Christian school, but they're really going to get it. Um, I, I want to read Psalm 178 that I have right here, which I really hit me. One, no, it's kind of, it's Psalm 78, 1 through 8. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may send their, set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and maybe not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. That's an exhortation to parents, fathers, and mothers. So that's your first responsibility to train your children to know God. Right. And if everybody did that, guess what? We would have a different world. But now we're, only, we're not only talking about that. We're talking about, in addition to that, you've got to save them by protecting them from this evil scourge of child sex trafficking, right. which we'll probably talk more about. So go ahead. Right, right. Well, um, you, do you want to end that here for now? Yeah, and, I think we should. Go but to I part mean, two next time. Yeah, there's a lot more to say about parenting your own children and about saving them from some of these evils. And again, I want to end this podcast. Go see The Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Promote it. Put yeah. it on everything you can. I'm going to do the radio show on it tomorrow. We're doing this podcast on it today and continuing. Uh, that's how people find out. And if nothing else, we can pray. Pray for these people that are on the front lines doing these films. I mean, Jim Caviezel's wife didn't even want him to do it. She asked him not to do it. Uh, the guy that um, protected these children that the film is about is in Homeland Security, but he was also a Navy SEAL, I believe. So to help or feel better, they were surrounded by Navy SEALs down in wherever they were, Columbia or wherever they were filming this uh, show um, the film and so it is a people standing up so whatever we can do financially or prayer or something we can all do something right, right? telling right. people about the film anything like that protecting your own children absolutely all right well will you lead us in prayer then okay lord jesus i just thank you and praise you for jim caviezel and tim ballard and uh Holandro who is the producer of this film, like these people that laid their money, their time, their energy, their life, just like you did, Jesus, on the line to save our children. So, Lord, I just pray as we talk to the people all over the world listening to this podcast that you will just prick their hearts if they don't know about this, that this uh, will be an informing podcast. They'll share it with friends and relatives and with their church leaders and pastors. We can get the word out. And Father, we continue to pray. There's been uh, reports that this film has been blocked to be put in theaters, and it's not being promoted by Netflix or Disney or any of those. Uh, it has to find independent theaters that will put it in. So, Lord, we pray and thank you for Glenn Beck. We thank you for uh, the ministries that Lance 
mentioned the Salam Salam ministry and other ministries, Lord, that have heard the clarion call, and they're dedicated to saving our children. And Lord, we pray for our children. We pray for every child represented by the parent, the guardian, the aunt, the uncle, the grandparent, the adopted parents, whoever has accountability and covering for children today. Lord, we understand that the sins of the fathers are visited to the third and fourth generation, but the righteousness of the fathers and mothers are visited unto a thousand generations. One child being converted to Christianity and saved from illicit sex trafficking could be another Billy Graham. So Lord, we don't know till eternity what this podcast will do. We don't know what the people will do that's listening to it to take up this exhortation to not only be a spreader of the gospel of salvation so people will have eternal life and make a difference in the earth, but how Satan is destroying and killing and stealing and how we have authority over him. We take authority over him in Jesus' name as he or any of the demonic realm is applied to this film or to children that are being abducted every day, every week. A couple times I hear that somebody through an alert on my phone has been abducted. So Lord God, we pray for our children. We appeal to you, Lord Jesus. We will do our part if my people that are called by our name, your name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and repent. Lord, we repent for this scourge in this country, in this world. We repent even though we're not part of it. Lord, we ask you to forgive us. And you said, if we do that, you will heal our land. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you for what's happening. We pray that more education will come out, that these people in upper echelons of government and wealth that are so evil and hard-hearted that they would exploit a five-year-old for sex will be revealed and exposed and convicted, and that this film will go far and wide and many others uh, like this will be produced as they are being in Hollywood. Christian films are being um, many these days. And we thank you for those people that are taking up that charge that have the ability, the money and the acting skills. We bless them in Jesus name. And we pray that you would reward them in this life and the life to come. And we ask all these things. Lord, I pray for my own grandchildren today. I pray for all four of them, Ainsley, Caleb, Hadley, and Blakely. Lord, I put a hedge of protection around them. I pray for more supernatural wisdom for their parents, Julian Lance, and for us as grandparents, and every teacher, friend, adult, babysitter that affects them, Lord. We put that hedge of protection by you. We call forth their guardian angels to protect them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, all the days of their life. And that as I just read in Psalm 78, they will know the commandments of you. They will raise up and teach them to their children and their children's children's children. And the next generations, not one will be lost to know you, Lord, intimately and to be found in eternity when we all go there one day. Lord, we ask these things in your name and for your glory. Amen and amen. 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 That's the most powerful thing we can do right there is pray and agree. Amen. So thank you for agreeing with us, friends, as we as we prayed there. Well, we'll go to part two next time uh, on the Totally Transformed podcast. So thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you then. Mm-hmm.